Welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Bob Green. He's the Senior Market Development Manager at uh, Keithley. You know, they're a uh, so solutions provider in the test and measurement space, uh, part of Tech Trump. Um, I, um, I brought Bob on because we're going to talk about some of the challenges in test that's been brought about with uh, a lot of these advanced low power and intelligent uh, power systems. Isn't that right, Bob? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Alex. I'm happy to go. And boy, you are right. The, uh, the, there's just been a fantastic explosion in low power products on the market, certainly the smartphones, the tablets. But uh, it's across industries, medical products, uh, wireless products, industrial sensors. It's just been uh, tremendous. And well, uh, these parts are getting, these devices are getting more and more efficient. I agree completely, Bob, and you're absolutely right. What I like to point out to, is that it used to be, I mean, up until very, very recently, I mean, we could literally say like with less than 10 years ago, we started really thinking about power as more than just a collection of technologies. It used to be if it was a tethered electrical application, you barely cared what the efficiency of the system was. And now everything's got a power budget, including tethered industrial systems, but most especially these small portable wireless systems, because that's critical, right? Absolutely. And, you know, as users, say, of a smartphone or a tablet, we don't know anything about LTE or Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, OFDM, all those fancy technologies. What we care about is how long before I have to recharge it. I can't, I can't afford to run out of power. So as you've mentioned, power efficiency has just become extremely important. Well, exactly, because, well, I think the issue with test is, yeah, I've got a quiescent current of 5 nano amps or something along those lines, and my peak current could be as much as 5 or 10 amps. That's a tremendous swing. I mean, forget about the demands on the power circuitry, and we've had other people come on and talk about that horrible side of it, but just to be able to measure that accurately, to know what you're doing, that's got to be a challenge. Yeah, that's phenomenal. I mean, take uh, think about a uh, portable or an implantable defibrillator inside the human body. First of all, you're not going uh, a person's not going to want to have surgery every week to put in a new battery. So that device has to last a long time. So standby <laughs> and sleep mode power needs to be extremely low. But then, if uh, if the heart needs to be uh, resynchronized. And stimulated, you need a lot of power. It can it can be amps, so you can go from like you say, ultra low currents to amps. Fortunately, uh, the technology has significantly improved. Um, digital devices such as memory chips uh, have have had extreme improvements. They've had 15% reductions in operating power, and some. Uh, some of the suppliers have been able to reduce their standby power or sleep mode power by as much as 87%. And that's true wow. on the analog side as well. You can get analog uh, op amps that operate with 351 nanoamps of current draw. It's incredible. Nice. Well, and, but that's the whole point, isn't that, Bob? I mean... These systems are being forced to go into lower and lower off states to the point where we may get to the point, well, I, I think they've even developed a standard that they can go, quote, unquote, zero power. 
But the bottom line is, is that you're going from zero to 60 in two seconds now. Can your transmission handle it? But then the other side of the coin, can your speedometer handle it? Your odometer, can, as you say, can you measure that? You're right. So, yes, you, you've got two different challenges here. You've got uh, uh, your readers that are designing and testing these products or evaluating components for them need uh, to be able to measure ultra-low currents, and that has that challenge of, of measuring currents when noise can be in the magnitude of the current range you're trying to read. Right. And then uh, if you're transmitting... Uh, say, a, with a, a wireless sensor that's in a remote location in a, in a chemical plant or something, or if you're stimulating the human body with a signal, that pulse could be very short. So not only do you have to be able to measure low, accurate low currents, you need to be able to measure higher currents that are very narrow, very short, in the order of hundreds of microseconds. So two very significant challenges that the engineers need to deal with to make measurements, uh, load current measurements on their devices. Right. So now, tell us a little bit more about how that philosophy is manifested in product over there at Keithley. Well, Keithley, we looked at this, this challenge and said, gee, uh, for an engineer to measure load current uh, in these sort of ranges, my gosh, do we have to put a sense resistor in the line? Does he have to have a DMM? To make the measurement, well, if it's a very low current measurement, you might need a large resistor that can cause some inaccuracies in the system. If it's a, if then the device generates a pulse, can, is the DMM fast enough, or do we need a scope? So the measurement implementation can get fairly uh, non-trivial. So we felt we needed to address that and simplify it for the test engineer. So we brought out a new power supply, our Model 2280S series, that can do both. It can measure, uh, it can source the general purpose power supply with DMM quality measurements. We can uh -huh. measure down, resolve down to 10 nanoamps for those low sleep mode currents, and we can measure as narrow as 140 microsecond pulse for when that device powers up and is active and is stimulating or transmitting. So we build it all into one box, one instrument, to simplify the measurement uh, schemes for the uh, design and test engineers. Excellent, excellent. Now, so, um, is it a family of devices, or is, what, how, what kind of flexibility within the system do we have? What, what, what spectrum of uh, functionalities do you offer? Well, we're introducing two uh, this month, a 32-volt, 6-amp version, and a 60-volt, 3.3-amp version. So, again, from 10 nanoamp resolution out to 6 volts, or three, up to 6 amps, I'm sorry, or 3.3 amps. So, an extremely wide dynamic range to help uh, give the test engineer one instrument that will cover all his load current measurement needs. Excellent. Excellent. And do it quite simply, too. There you go, Bob. Now, one, I, what I always ask is what kind of support do you provide? What kind of hand-holding to help uh, these engineers get up to speed with the technology? Well, certainly they can always contact our applications engineering team. We're always happy to help customers solve problems and understand their problems so that we can learn more and uh, add more capability in the future. We also provide 
uh, a startup software. Uh, we call it Kickstart software that uh, a design engineer can easily use that to automate a test without programming. He can totally control the, the instrument. And we have uh, all three major interfaces, so the user can choose which one he prefers. We have LAN, we have USB G and GPIB. They're all standard on the instrument. And with the LAN interface, we have the LXI protocol so that uh, with a uh, there's a built-in web browser in the instrument, so the user can actually operate it remotely and control the instrument uh, from anywhere on the network. So, he can, uh, so if he's running a long-term experiment, possibly looking at drift on the load current of a device, making sure over time it's staying within spec, he can actually monitor its performance from his desk or even from home if he can get into the network. Nice. Well, and that's the key as well, right? You have to be Internet-enabled today because between long-term work or even just telecommuting, because that's the beautiful part about all of this remote operational capabilities, is it allows people to continue either, A, continue to work if they choose to, or, you know, from home, or B, work from home. Right. And uh, the test engineers, often their production facility is uh, – on another continent from where uh, they live and work, and uh, if there's a problem, they can actually connect into the network and at least monitor the device and see uh, see for, themse for themselves what state the, the power supply is in and what load currents and voltages uh, that uh, the supply is driving. So they can potentially avoid a, an expensive and time-consuming flight to uh, another place just to troubleshoot a problem. Just to troubleshoot, yeah. Right. Do it over the phone. Yeah, ex that is a very, that's, a, that's a great point right there. That alone would pay for the device. That's right. Pay for 10 of them. <laughs> well, and, and not to mention, I mean, beyond the logistics of the travel, just the delay in production, the delay in development, the delay period is critical in today's business operations. So it's nice that you get multiple. Well, then that's, but that's always the, the situation, Bob, right? Any good device, any good tool is going to have a spill-off benefit beyond the direct application. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we want that uh, to give our, our users, your readers, that sort of capability. It, there you it's go. readily so, available today, so we've implemented it. Nice. And is there a drill-down web page for it, or they just go to the home page? What's going on there? Yeah, all, all they need to do is uh, configure the instrument for, its, uh, uh, for LAN interfacing. The instrument will come up with a uh, or offer a LAN address. All you need to do is enter that address into the, uh, uh, your, web, your web browser, and um, it'll find it, and you're connected. Then you bring up the virtual front panel, and you can totally control the instrument and uh, monitor it from uh, a remote location. It's as if you're right in front of the instrument. You can you're been pushing the buttons. Well, and that's there you go. That 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 whole almost uh, telepresence aspect of it is really really sweet. Yeah. Plus, there's a uh, a graphical user interface. So, we, and we actually have a built-in graphing capability. So. Uh, a user can uh, either, whether he's in front of the instrument or remotely, exact, see his current waveform. And that's, uh, that can help him understand what's uh, going on with his system. 
Well, and that's the key, right? Because whether, whether it's big data in a huge system or small data on what's on the bench, you, there's no precision without measurement. There's no accuracy without feedback. You, I mean, that's, that's the whole and, – and now test has become so critical all the way around. We need these kind of tools. That's right. It's, it's important to see what you're measuring to make sure it's the, you're measuring the right thing. Yeah, that's very important. And sometimes seeing a waveform uh, will give you an indication of uh, what you need to look, look for or where it's Maybe even stuff you never knew. That's right. That's right. You never know. So we built all, all right, that well, in. Mm-hmm. But, no, you were about to say, Bob? I was just going to say we we built all that capability into a basic power supply. So we've gone much beyond just showing a voltage and a current. We're sh we're giving the user the ability to configure the instrument and see all this all this the states that the instrument is in, as well as see numbers or a plot of the output. We even give it, uh, if you want, we can generate a spreadsheet of data and dump it out onto a um, USB memory stick. Well, and that's the nice thing about that. Well, exactly. It's all about the data. It's about manipulating the data, having the ability to manipulate that data. But, Bob, I'd love to keep talking, but, you know, unfortunately it is a podcast and we don't want to drive our audience to boredom. So not because the conversation is not interesting, but don't want to run it too long. I'd like to have you come back downstream and we'll just talk some more instead of uh, running this one too long. How's that sound, Bob? Alex, that's great. It's always a pleasure okay. talking with you. There you go. And now, before I let you go, though, I always let my guests get the last word. Um, whatever you want to leave with us, be it a little bit more about the product, something about the company, something about the marketplace, or just a tip for the audience, the floor is yours. Well, if you'd like to take a look at our new power supply that can make these both low current and fast current measurements, visit our website, www.keithley.com. Uh, or call us. We'll be happy to give you information. We'll be happy to help you address your load current and low current measurement problems. And thank you for let me, letting me uh, give you that, Alex. Oh, I'm really glad to have you on the show because, well, as I had said earlier, test is really critical. There's no, there's no way on God's green earth you're going to develop a product for any advanced market without a lot of test and precision in your development because the product itself has to have a level of functionality that everyone is expecting and you have to be able to deliver. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I actually just learned from guys and gals out there like you, Bob, and I'm really glad to have you here on the show today. And like I said, we'll bring you back and we'll talk some more about it downstream. Thanks again, Alex. Pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us, because obviously we wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Power. Have a great day.